from Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And Jesus said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then Jesus told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves that are not rich towards God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. So our readings today, sort of all of them, are pretty heavy, right? A little bit, a little bit different than what we've been going through, and a lot of that, ooh, that's a big lesson to hear from Jesus, from the letter to Colossians, to the Ecclesiastes, vanity, oh, vanities. And part of that is because of where we're at in our lectionary year, but for me personally, having these readings this morning, after we just had two mass shootings in the last 24 hours, after we had a third last week in California, I, I am feeling like what I had prepared is just not going to cut it today. And so, when I was thinking about all of this this morning and hearing this reading just now again, I kept thinking about all of the ways in which our own selfishness, our own anger, our own malice can become so harmful and so hurtful that it literally is exploding around us in violence and heartache and most of us don't know what to do. I don't know about you, but when I heard about the shooting in El Paso last night, the first thought I had was, how many? Because that's where we're at now. Is there's a number that has to be attached to these deaths before we actually start to feel anything about them. And that number is getting higher and higher and higher. And I feel like I relate a lot to our Ecclesiastes reading that vanity, oh vanities, because I feel like I don't know what to do. I feel like we talk about this every time that there's something that has to happen that we need to be doing more than thoughts and prayers because those are great, but we're still dealing with this repeating over and over. And I wonder if Jesus is feeling that same kind of frustration and heartache with us when this guy comes up out of the crowd and says, Hey, Jesus, I want my brother's inheritance. Because Jesus is not, I mean, that's just not what Jesus does, right? And so this guy has been in the crowd listening to Jesus preach. There's thousands of people there hearing and wanting to hear more from Jesus. And this guy says, Hey, Jesus, tell my brother to give me his, well, give me the family inheritance. And so, the first response that Jesus has is 
friends, who made me judge and arbitrator over you? And I love that friend there because I feel like it's a very Minnesota friend, that sort of passive-aggressive, uh, hi friend, what are you thinking right now? What are you doing? But I think that it's because Jesus is getting frustrated because he's constantly repeating himself. He's constantly feeling like what he's saying is just not breaking through. We keep having issues where people hear Jesus say, let the little children come to me, and then immediately stop the little children from coming to Jesus. And then he preaches about hospitality, and somebody gets so caught up, I'm thinking about Martha, gets so caught up in her hospitality that she's not actually able to make a connection. And so he's having to repeat the lesson again. And I don't know about any of you, but have you ever felt that frustration that I'm feeling of, you keep talking about stuff, you keep saying it, you keep reminding over and over again, and just to find that you can't be heard. It's kind of like living with a toddler who really wants to stand on chairs, no matter how many times you tell her, seats on seats, don't stand on that. And somehow she still ends up standing, and then of course falling, and then of course my immediate reaction is, I told you so, friend. <laughs> But I can't do that. And so instead, it's comfort, comfort, cuddles, trying to help, and then moving into the, this is why we don't do this. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to get at with his first initial reaction of, what are you thinking, friend? To, okay, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a parable about a man who was all about himself. Literally, the rich man in the parable doesn't refer to any other person except for himself. He refers to himself in talking about the abundance that his land produced without thinking about all of the workers that had to make that land produce. He's thinking about how well his soul will be. He even says, like, talks to himself in like the third person in a weird sort of Greek way of soul. You are going to be so happy. I mean, Everything about it, it's about, it's about greed, but it's also about the selfishness that this man has. And I think that Jesus is trying to get through to this guy in the crowd that what you're looking for here is just not going to be found in the inheritance that you're looking to receive. What about the relationship with your brother? What about the relationship with people around you? And then our other readings kind of get at the ways in which we feel kind of helpless sometimes with our Ecclesiastes reading where the teacher is just so sick of the vanities, of the repetition, of the feeling of helplessness that we get in this world. And so we hear that very famous scripture phrase, vanity, oh vanities. And then our Colossians reading is trying to tell this church about all the ways in which the earthly world is holding them back, is hurting them. It's all these behaviors that not only hurt them, but hurt others. Anger and wrath and malice, and we are seeing so clearly over these last few weeks, over these last years, that, that anger and wrath and malice can become something so violent and so evil that we don't even know how to deal with it. I think of Gilroy, California, of El Paso, Texas, and of Dayton, Ohio this week, and I just think about all of the ways that harm seems to be so much bigger than we can handle. But I think that there is more to the story than 
than just a feeling of helplessness in the face of greed or selfishness or violence. I think that Jesus is trying to remind us over and over again that one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions because it's about the abundance that God brings us. The abundance of hope in the midst of heartache and heartbreak. The abundance of life in the midst of death. The abundance of peace and justice that only God can bring. And so, for all the times that we struggle to hear what Jesus is saying to us, to hear what others are saying to us, for all the times we find ourselves overwhelmed by the harmful or hurtful parts of our world, for all those instances where we fell victim to our own vanity and our own selfishness, and for all our own failures to live into the truth that Jesus reveals in us, Jesus takes all of that and all of our heartache from this week, from these years, from all of the violence in this world, and Jesus puts all of those earthly things to death on the cross in his own death for all of us, for all of our greed, our selfishness, our harmful and hurtful parts of ourselves, for all the parts of ourselves that are asking, well, how many? For the parts of ourselves that have become desensitized to what's going on in our world. And all of us have been raised with Christ, resurrected into a new life, a life that doesn't consist in the abundance of possessions, but in the abundance of God's grace for each of us, so that we can listen and actually hear Jesus' teaching, so that we can take care to focus our lives on the love we have received and share that love with the world, so that we can be on guard for the ways in which our own vanities can blind us to the abundance that God is bringing us, so that we can do away with those harmful and hurtful behaviors that have held us back, so that in the abundance of life that we have received we can be beacons of God's love and God's grace and revealing Christ through us, speaking out against hate and violence, working towards God's peace and abundance in all of the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.